today on the Chat and Chew Show. We all know that Beyonce is kind of like one of the greatest artists of this time. Um, whether it's performance or just what she's achieved or, you know, maintaining like a really high standard of excellence in what she executes. Um, so I think for any artist or creative, it's like a stamp, you know, of, you know, you doing really great work in the industry to be a part of her project. So if anything, it was like a very strong affirmation um, for me and my work, uh, just working with her. We've all heard the sayings, do more of what you love and follow your passion. But what does it really take to get there? And how does one find their passion? Today, we're excited to get a very special glimpse into the life of someone truly following her passion and blazing trails along the way. Michaela Warriabi is a beauty expert, educator, and artist. Michaela brings beauty to runways, editorial spreads, and commercial advertising with exciting looks that have been featured in leading titles such as Marie Claire, Harper's Bazaar and Illusions, and NBC's Today Show. Her versatility centers around her expertise in skin work for all skin tones and her artistry in transformative body paint, drawing inspiration from everything from Afrofuturistic concepts to geometric shapes. Michaela's fearless approach to beauty and deep technical knowledge has made her a sought-after instructor, and celebrities including Beyonce, Serena Williams, Tierra Wack, Kimbra, Yasmin Monaldon, and Nicole Ari Parker have called on Michaela for her creative and discerning eye. She has most recently become an honoree in Alta Beauty's Muse 100, a celebration of 100 inspirational Black voices in and around beauty. Michaela's passion for beauty and working with others is palpable in her distinctive approach to makeup artistry and the remarkable work that she creates. Get ready, Chat Tribe. You are truly in for a treat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chat and Chew Show. My name is Betty. And I'm Roxanne. <laughs> and we are just thrilled that you joined us today. Uh, we are a show that is designed to empower you to do your relationships better. And all of us can improve our relationships. One thing I know to be true, though, when you feel good about where you are in your life, you tend to do your relationships better. You know, like if you're unhappy or you're sad or that's the same thing, unhappy and sad, but you know what I mean? Like it's a different you know? type of, mm -hmm, yeah, different type of the same thing, yeah. Okay, <laughs> right? Then you tend to, to treat people negatively when you don't feel good. And so a way that you can feel good is to do something that you love. And so today's show, we're gonna talk to our special guest who is talking to us about how does she get to do something that she loves? Well, hi, everyone. Welcome back. As Betty mentioned, we have a great, great show for you today because um, we're talking about doing what you love. And I'm really excited about our guest because what she loves to do is artistic. It's exciting. Um, I love like looking at the pictures and everything. So you're going to want to check out her Instagram. So Michaela, thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you all? Good, good. So Michaela, I... I feel like I'm probably supposed to talk about other things first, but I just want to put out there that you did like body art for Beyonce. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I really can't wait to talk about that. So can we talk about that? <laughs> and, we can talk about some of it, uh, but you know, I have an NDA, so it's limited how much I can talk about. Gotcha, gotcha. No problem. How, I guess I'm wondering just maybe how does it feel for you um, doing that, doing that work? And then we can backtrack to just even talk about how you got there. Um, I mean, we all know that Beyonce is kind of like one of the greatest artists of this time, um, whether it's performance or just what she's achieved or, you know, maintaining like a really high standard of excellence in what she executes. Um, so I think for any artist or creative, it's like a stamp, you know, of, you know, you doing really great work in the industry to be a part of her project. So if anything, it was like a very strong affirmation um, for me and my work, uh, just working with her. Mm -hmm. Nice. We're talking about doing what you love. And I'm like, I can't imagine you start and, and then you'll tell us your story, but you start from like ground zero. And mm -hmm. now you're like being able to do this. I'm like, it just blows my mind that, you know, you can jump to this place. I mean, that just must've been crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it took a lot of work. You know, people see on social media kind of like the highlight reel of the journey, but yeah, it, it's been a long, tough one to get there. So uh, just a lot of hard work, a lot of persistence tenacity that type of thing mm -hmm. yeah i yeah i love how you said that like it's highlights of the journey like not even <laughs> it's like like people don't see anything in between but just those highlights. <laughs> i like how you put that um so let's uh, let's talk about it because i really think your work is it's beautiful honestly like it's really beautiful it's unique um again you guys are going to need to take a look at the pictures and um <laughs> But so I just want to talk about how did you even get into that? What sparked your interest? Um, I mean, it was actually kind of unintentional. I have a background in tech um, and was working in the tech world and just wanted a part-time job at the cosmetics department to get discounts on makeup. Um, and I didn't even necessarily need it. You know, I was just 20. I like to make money. And I was like, okay, well, this could be cool. Um, and then ended up really loving makeup and learning more about, you know, the potential of the beauty industry um, and just decided that I was going to leave tech because I wasn't loving it um, and pursue makeup artistry as a career. So it was just kind of like a daring jump in my 20s. Wow. So why makeup and not, uh, I don't know, <laughs> construction? I mean, I just didn't have a natural acumen for construction, but makeup, <laughs> I seem to like, I just happened to be in the cosmetics department. It was, well, at the time I was like, oh, I definitely think I have a gift. And maybe I did, but I look back at the makeup now and I'm like, it's really awful. Um, oh. So I'm not sure why you thought you were going to make it, but I guess I was right. I saw something in myself and I just really loved what I was discovering about the beauty industry. Um, and I mean, I do have a bit of an artistic background, like in high school and college, I, you know, I used to draw, I took like fine art classes in addition to my you know, STEM things. I was a science kid, but I also had artistic inclinations. Um, you know, I studied art history in college as a lot of my electives. So there was always an interest in art. I just probably just wasn't aware of that being an option in order to pursue it. Or even if I was aware, I didn't think it was probably a feasible option for me. I'm a first gen immigrant. So that was like, you're a doctor, lawyer, engineer. So I was uh -huh. in tech. Okay. It's interesting though, you studied art and I'm guessing it was art on paper. How did you move from paper to skin? 
Um, well, it started with just like makeup face, you know, I didn't think of it as like, I didn't even think of makeup as art. I really thought about it as like a practice in vanity, um, just like a beauty ritual. But when you get deeper into this space, you realize that makeup is actually based on foundational classic art principles. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the same thing for the body. So it really was just like an extension of something that I think was already inherently in me. I just, this just people just happen to be my canvas. Huh. Interesting. For for someone at home, um, because you um, tech is not like, um, I guess, I don't know, it's not like you were bumming it. It's not like you didn't have anything that you were working in. Um, so like, I was just wondering for someone at home who's maybe trying to figure out what they love, you know, and trying to narrow that down. Was there something that you felt different when you started doing makeup that helped you say, oh, this is for me? tell you that I did to be honest I think I just was young and wild in my 20s and I was enjoying this ride of like a life that I didn't think that I could have um you know I had explored maybe working in like I wanted to leave tech because I wasn't fulfilled like sitting in a great cubicle just was like 30 years of this I cannot imagine mm. um and so I was actually looking at fashion I was applying at like fashion assistant jobs um and I was just dabbling in makeup on the side as my part-time and then I just kind of trusted it. There wasn't a feeling or anything. I just was like, okay, I really like this. I'm going to see where it went. And I mean, I personally just think my steps are guided by, you know, yes. my creator. So I just think I just trusted what I knew that like God told me that I was supposed to be doing something more creative. And that just happened to be what was resonating with me the most at that time. I mean, if I had connected with someone that was like, a mentor position that gave me an opportunity to be a chef. I could be in food right now because people know me as a food influencer. So I think it just happened that this is where I connected most, but I think I just was meant to be doing something creative. I don't think I was ever meant to be working in a tech space. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Now, a lot of times, and, and me being one, um, you kind of know what you want to do. You have this idea, mm -hmm. but fear prevents you from you know, stepping out there because you want to stay with what's safe. Like if I'm, you know, if I've got a good government job, you know, to think about, I'm going to leave my good government job, you know what I mean? And move out into something else. So it seems like you were able to do that. So what do you think reasons are that people are like, I, I can't do this. I mean, fear is one, but why would you say other people won't step into what they love to do? Um, I think it's fear and responsibility, to be honest. I was in a position that I didn't really have any responsibilities. I don't have no kids. I don't have a husband. Um, sorry, it's trying to call me. Um, I don't have a kids. I don't have a husband. And in my twenties, I was fearless. Like I thought I really could do anything. So I just was like, you know, if I could, if you, I could have probably decided I wanted to try to be an Olympian in my twenties, and I would have given it a try because I just believed that anything was within my reach if I decided I was going to work hard enough for it. Um, so I think that at that time, part of that helped me. Um, but I think a lot of people don't know how to overcome fear or to move even in the face of fear. Um, mm -hmm. And they, instead of even acknowledging that they're fearful, they rationalize so many other reasons why they cannot pursue this thing, right? Um, because people look at fear as a weakness when the truth is fear is a normal human emotion, but people are unwilling to accept that. And so they don't admit that they are scared to do this thing. They have every other reason. So, you know, for me, I wasn't fearful. I was just like, okay, well, we're going to do this. And if I fall, whatever. 
um, it's going to be what it is. And then responsibility, everybody isn't able to take a risk. People have kids, they have their caretakers for their parents, they, you know, life happens. So everybody doesn't necessarily have the opportunity to make these like wild, you know, I'm going to pursue my dream, I'm going to do this. Um, so yeah, I think it's a mix of uh, fear and responsibilities. So do you look back now and say you have some regrets or would you have done it exactly the way um, it happened? Um, I trust my journey for it being what it was. So I would say I would do it just the way it happens. I kind of wish that I was better in terms of planning, like my finances, maybe having more money because I did not know how expensive New York was or even comprehend fully. Um, and you know, that, that presented its own struggles, but for the most part, I would do it just the same because all the things that I went through and experienced allowed me to be kind of who I am now and where I am now. And I, I feel pretty good about that. Good. Wow. That is huge. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love the, um, I, cause I'm always like hearing like a roadmap when I'm listening to other people's stories, like pulling stuff from it. And so it's like, from you, I'm hearing, like, you just had a strong sense of faith and like belief. Mm -hmm. And then like two, you were willing to move, like you were willing to just go and try yeah. things. And like, like you said, you could have even been a chef if you tried it. And so it's like, if you're, if you're a person who's not quite sure, like, is this my thing? You, you could just jump out there and try it and, and see what happens um, and see like how, how much you connect with that and how far it goes. So I, I like that. Thank you. I think too, though, what you said is good. You said you had no responsibilities. I don't know if you were still living at home. Yeah, but I was living with my mom. Okay, you lived at home. So, okay. So, so I think when you're at a certain uh, time in your life, you can just jump. Out. Yeah. I think there are other times when you still should do what you love, but it's more calculated. Yep. So instead of me quitting my job, let me see how I can go and do a little bit here and a little bit there. And exactly. still keep my full-time job, you know, because sometimes yeah. people are like, God told me that I'm supposed to be a, and then they do dumb stuff and they want him to no. rescue them, you know. God never told anybody to put them in a position that they are going to lose it all in that way. I mean, there's always obviously an end purpose, but yeah, I think we have to move with wisdom when we are at certain places in our lives. I certainly do not have the same fearlessness in my thirties that I did in my twenties. Um, yeah. So yeah. Now I'm curious to know too, that did you have other people in your life who um, encouraged you to do this or were people saying, girl, what's wrong with you? you oh, know, it was more girl what's wrong with you than anything. Really? Um, I mean, I come from an immigrant family. Again, we are war refugees um, and you know, we didn't come here to take chances on having a secure and stable life. Uh, we didn't come here to pursue a dream. You came to pursue security um, and stability. And so um, I'm really thankful for my mom because I think that she was scared. She wanted me to stay where I was, where she knew I could be okay, but she allowed me to try. And so, you know, she definitely supported me a lot monetarily, spiritually, et cetera. Um, but she was like my greatest champion, but also very much, you can just come home. You do not have to do this. It's not embarrassing if it doesn't work out, you know, yeah. um, and even still, she's like my greatest cheerleader. So I would say 
that if it honestly wasn't for my mom, like that African parent being like, if you want to really try this, if this is really your dream, I will help you as best I can. I absolutely would not have been able to like reach where I was now. Like she has been my primary and solo support, but a lot of other family and friends ridiculed me, um, belittled me for my choice. Um, they didn't really understand or get it. But you know, when you try to do something that's outside of the status quo, people usually will think you're insane until they see the fruits of the harvest. So yeah. now people like celebrate those things. But like before, there was a lot of judgment. Um, and yeah, girl, you crazy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Whenever I hear stories like that, it always warms my heart when there's one person or one voice that's saying to you, you can do it, you know? And I think yeah. we need people in our lives, even if there are other people saying you can't do it, someone who's believing in us. It just makes all the, the difference yeah, in the world. Absolutely. It was my mom and I, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't say this one aunt mm -hmm. who was very like, we're at family events and people want to talk crazy about me doing makeup. She was there like going in for me always. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah. And like a church auntie who, you know, told me when I was trying to transition and find my way, told me to change what I was praying for, mm. not to just leave this job and that I hate this job so much and please help me, Lord. I just can't stand being here anymore, but to say, you know, God, please allow me to use the gifts that you gave me to live the life that I want. Oh, that's good. Let me say that again. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, God, please allow me to use the gifts that I have to live the life that I want, like the gifts that you gave me, because, you know, having talent or a gift is, is God given or whatever you believe in Vishnu, uh, you know, Allah, whatever it's given by a divine creator. And so in my prayers, I started praying more about, I want to use these gifts as opposed to just living by what society tells me is going to allow to be secure, let me live the life I want using the gifts that you've given me. And that really was the point where I saw a major change in what was happening. Wow, that is good. No, I know you had hard times, you know, that are, and probably still like all of us have hard times. Okay. <laughs> was there ever a time that, I mean, it got tough and then you reached out for help? You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. If you are trying to do this thing, you cannot do it alone. I still humble myself on a daily basis to ask for help. Okay. I like, I literally could not have done this by myself at all. Like, and it, it's actually a really, it's, it makes you vulnerable, but it makes you stronger in a way that allows you to bear yourself to people uh, in a way that society tells us shows that we're weak. But it's to say, I, I want to continue doing this, but I cannot do it alone. How can you assist me? And yeah. to bury yourself to someone like that is really vulnerable. But it, it's uh, for me, it's been something that is strengthening because I don't have to lie to anybody to tell them I'm 100% all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a passage in the Bible says that in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. And so <laughs> by just getting some answers from other people that can help you not make some dumb decisions, yep. you know, because you, you want to be successful, but a lot of times we sabotage ourselves, you know, by not asking for help or thinking that I'm gonna do this by myself, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, so it, it's good to hear that, you know, that you were uh, comfortable to ask for help too. Cool. And I also think like where you have a um, misconception, because there's so much self-made, whatever, like, this self-made star, this, this self-made such and such. And so 
people who are trying to go that direction and be successful think they have to be self-made, which means they do it all themselves. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> there's no, there's literally no such thing as self-made. Yeah. There's literally, cause I don't care who you are. Someone at some point helped you along the way. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and anybody, someone helped you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, it was so fantastic talking to you. I know you had a rough morning, <laughs> so we're going to let you get back to it, but um, you've been a, a fantastic guest. We would love to have you again, but in the meantime, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on your socials? Uh, yeah, you can find me pretty much at my name on everything clubhouse, Twitter, and Instagram. It's at Mikella Wariabi uh, and MikellaWariabi.com. Cool, cool. And Roxy, you want to tell folks where they can find us? Yeah, sure. You can find us on Facebook and um, Instagram at Chat and Chew Show. And also let us know if you want to be on the show, if you have a story you want to tell. And like and subscribe and stuff wherever that button is. <laughs> Click on it. <laughs> thank you. You too. Well, thank you so much for hanging with us. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for Bye. having me. Sure. All right. Bye. This episode is brought to you by the Chat and Chew Company host Betty Jones, co-host Roxanne Brew, producer Vanessa Outland, and music by Elwood Jones.